digging in the crates for something, yeah. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Welcome back to the show. This week, my friend Marnie was here, and we talked about negativity, mostly. I think that was the topic, but we also got into some other things. We talked about finding your audience. She's also a podcaster. She has a podcast named Irioki. It is Oklahoma-based, and it's, it's, it's about crime and murder and all kinds of fun, spooky stuff. So you should check that out. You should check that out if you're into that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we just... Like, Marnie's one of my favorite people to talk to. I've known Marnie for 20-something years. We met in um, junior high. I think we were 13. We've been in and out of, out of each other's lives. She's such a good friend. She has such a great brain. And um, and she's doing so well. She's doing so well. And I'm so happy for her. So it was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun to talk to. As always, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it too. Here it is. Here we go. Okay. All right, it's already started, so okay. we're going to get right into it because we're going to run out of time quickly, which you already know because you've done this before. Yes. Go, go, go. Let me define negativ- ne- neg- negativity for you. Okay. What do, what do you? How would you define negativity? Um... I mean, like the immediate thing I think of is just like the opposite of positivity, which is, you know, like, you know, let me just look up negative being positive about that. I should be better at this since I'm a writer. <clears throat> okay. Is it a, is it a, a adjective or is it a noun? Negativity or is, it a is a verb noun. or is it all three? I don't know. Uh, okay. I think it's a noun. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Well. That is one use of it. Okay. What are the other uses? Noun. I mean, adjective and verb. Okay. Let's see. Let me just read them off. Uh, negative. And this is, this is from dictionary. Dot com. It, says, it just says dictionary at the top. Maybe it's the Google dictionary. Merriam Webster. Oh. I think. All right. Negative. Adjective. Consisting in or characterized by the absence rather than the presence of distinguishing features god come on give me a normal definition uh noun a word or statement that expresses denial disagreement or refusal okay i guess it's not what i'm looking for verb reject refuse to accept veto okay god this 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 definition start is just not what i wanted yeah i i i can i i I, but i get what you're trying to say like say it okay say it all out negativity is just like to me it's more of a feeling that you get like from a person in how their attitude is about a particular person place or thing do you think negativity has a sound like i think that's yeah all day though yeah for some people right um so here's here's why i want to talk about negativity okay 
Because I feel like some days I'm surrounded by it. Same. And I do my best to stay positive. I haven't always. I know you haven't always. Mm-hmm. Um, As evidenced by my Facebook memories. Yes. <laughs> and I think like most people, until you realize that you're being negative, you've, you're just thinking this is, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing that. This is normal. This is, this is just my life. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Right. So I was looking up some information about negativity. And I found this article that says negativity is literally killing you. I believe that. Without even hearing the rest of it, I believe that. And I've heard a lot of this before. And I know it's true that it it Mm -hmm. affects your health. Attitude is everything. Oh, God. I know that that's super cool. Am I in a Hobby Lobby right now? (laughs) You might be. I I know we talked about Pinterest quotes before we started recording. But I really think that that like mindset is a lot of everything like how you look at things so it's unproven yeah i think yeah yeah it's not all anecdotal but i mean some of it is but mm-hmm. there's been research um well this research okay. for instance i don't know where this comes from it's uh it's the foundation for economic education which i, I sounds official yeah i don't know why they're talking about negativity but uh reach research shows that most people complain once a minute during a typical conversation god you believe that that's crazy complaining is tempting because it feels good but like many other things that are enjoyable such as smoking or eating a pound of bacon for (laughs) breakfast unless you're you because we found out i don't like bacon you don't like bacon yeah all right substitute what what do you what would you what would you eat a pound of for breakfast banana pancakes all right such as smoking or eating a pound of banana pancakes for breakfast doing both of those at the same time i don't know i don't is smoking that enjoyable i think if you're a former smoker it is all right you're like ah, I just, <laughs> yeah I just got that itch. <laughs> yeah um anyway such as smoking or eating a pound of banana pancakes for breakfast complaining isn't good for you your brain loves efficiency and doesn't like to work any harder than it has to when you repeat a behavior such as complaining your neurons branch out to each other to ease the flow of information this makes it much easier to repeat that behavior in the future so easy in fact that you might not even realize you're doing it um repeated complaining rewires your brain to make future complaining more likely over time you find it easier to be negative than to be positive regardless of what's happening around you complaining makes your def- complaining becomes your default behavior which changes how people perceive you i believe that oh so true right i think it's really true it's like you're locked in it i've, I've had yeah. t- people tell me i'm positive before and i was like really yeah yeah I, same thing it was just the opposite and we kind of touched on this before we started recording, but I'll tell this story about being told I was too positive. Oh yeah. Okay. Go back to that. So, that was a um, good one. So I was talking to this guy I met on Tinder and I feel like I have run into this and my friend Whitney has run into this a lot on Tinder. And that's like, and I don't know if it's because of our age group or like, you know what it is, but I'm 32. You're 32, right? Yes. Okay. So a lot of the guys that I come across are very negative about life in general. Like just kind of a general attitude of being very jaded by either what has happened to them or how their life has turned out or how they perceive that. And um, I started talking to this one guy, he seemed really cool. And then like, as we got to talking, it became very apparent that his view of life was a lot more negative than mine. And 
I kind of shared my like backstory with him and some pretty awful things have happened to me in my life. And, um, I was not always a positive person. And I think I am now, like, I mean, obviously from what I'm about to tell you, I am, but, uh, he told me one day, like randomly texted me and said, stop being so happy. And I was loser. Yeah. Like I, I, and I, we were not talking like this was a random text message. He says, stop being so happy. And I'm like, what? And, uh, he texted me back and he's like, I just, I don't understand how you're not bitter. And it really made me mad because I feel like I have been through a lot and for him to make that judgment on me, it's like, he doesn't understand what I went through to get to this point. Yeah. Like he doesn't know the struggle, like the negative days, like the bitterness that I had. He's telling you, you don't deserve it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and other people, people don't want other people to be happy if they're not. Yes. That is so true. They want, they want everyone down at their level. Yes. Cause that's most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because if someone else is doing better than you, even if that's in, just in terms of feeling happier, it makes you have to look at what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And that, that is uncomfortable. Yes. It's very uncomfortable to look in the mirror and not like what you see. Nobody wants to look inward. Well, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say no one. I mean, it's, it's more common to just. Just not. To just not. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a lot easier. Cause you can do, you can drink a lot or you mm-hmm. can sleep a lot or you smoke can, a lot of pot. Yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. lots of ways to avoid your problems or to avoid yeah. like the things that are going on with you. There was, <clears throat> I went to this, this, uh, I don't know if I should say the name of the camp, but it was like a, it was a religious mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm. man camp sort of thing. <laughs> man camp. It's a, it's a whole long story. It's hard to explain, but okay. their, their whole mission is actually pretty good. And mm-hmm. while you're there, uh, part of the goal is to get men to take a look inward. Yeah. And for a lot of them there, it's like the first time they've ever done it. Oh yeah. They're like learning all these things about them and they've had like issues with their dad and like all these things that they've, they've just never thought about. And to me that was crazy. Cause I feel like all I do is think about things. Yeah. And I never thought as thought of that as, um, abnormal in any way. I'm just like, I've just always been a, well, I think it, it probably is a little abnormal for men. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that's probably, and especially given where we live, like, I think that that probably has an influence on the fact that maybe men aren't as encouraged to look inward and like be sensitive and be vulnerable and that kind of thing. Yeah. I, uh, so my podcast last week, I played a recording from something I recorded a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. but we were talking about mental health and like, I was asked. Like what is, what are one of the, what's one of the challenges to the things I want to do or like help helping people mm-hmm. realize issues with their self. And I said, religion. And I believe that, but I also didn't yeah. like the way it came across. And I was mm-hmm. thinking the only reason I say that, I think religion is great. I think spirituality is great. I mm-hmm. think it's like, it's, it's your own personal journey, but that's totally separate from from your mental health and from your well-being yeah. and not totally but there's right. still two separate things but like if you had diabetes and the doctor told you to take this medication for diabetes you wouldn't you be would, like all right i got a religion though right well some people do some some people still would some people still would but i think it's more common to reject that if it's a mental health diagnosis 
in terms of like saying, well, no, I'm, I'm going to pray it away. Like, yeah. Or if you're just not doing well, mm-hmm. maybe you're just sad. Maybe you've had some crazy stuff happen in your life mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I'll pray about it or I'll mm-hmm. go to church. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying those aren't good things. I'm all for people discovering whatever religion means for them. But if that's all you're doing, I think sometimes you're going to be disappointed. Yes. I think you're not really giving yourself a fair chance. Like, why can't you do both? Right. Like, why can't it be that, like, God's way of helping you is providing these, like, paths, these, like, medication therapy and, like, you know, these are ways to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. And you, but you also need to do the work yourself. Exactly. That mm-hmm. you need to take a minute. And if that means talking to God about it, mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you, I think you can't just assume that it's going to be okay. Right. So anyway, did we get off topic? I feel like we got off. I think we did. That's okay, though. I don't know. It's just, it's, that's been something on my mind, too. But that's total. I don't know. Seems just going to be all over the place. That's let's okay. Just, let's just start over and throw in the trash, you know? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. No, that's against my rules. Yeah, I know. <sighs> um, so negativity. I'm just feeling real negative right now. Yeah. Just talking about it is like. It really does. It kind of brings to mind all of the experiences you've had with negative people, you know? Yeah. And like, I think that um, what I was telling you about the generalized other, I think is kind of important for negativity. I think maybe kind of. Um, Explain that. Explain what that means. Basically. For the public. Okay. Public. (laughs) (laughs) Basically the idea is that the generalized other is who you're talking about when you say, well, I can't do that because everyone will think I'm crazy or I can't do that because everyone will judge me. It's the everyone that you're thinking of. And according to this book that I just read um, by Martha Beck, that's called um, Finding Your Own North Star. She says that it's a psychological thing. It's not just hurting. Um, the generalized other is generally composed of one to three people who have deeply hurt you by being negative about something about you or about what you're doing or something that you love and those are the people that are actually on your mind yes when you say everyone you're really thinking about one to three people and i think and and when i read that it like blew my mind because i could immediately call to mind the two people that i think of when i think everyone yeah that makes so much sense to me Mm -hmm. oh it does like my mind was blown like i was like how did i not ever hear of this and know this because your mind thinks everyone but you're really just seeing yeah but we all know that's not everyone yeah you know it's not everyone it's not the guy down on the street like yeah. you don't care what he thinks like, i know whatever i do my mom's gonna be like god you're so great exactly you're just you're just doing yeah. such a great job <laughs> yeah and now if that was the whole world i'd be like yeah i don't i'm not worried about what people think exactly everyone's so nice yeah like, <laughs> the world is a good place yeah but everyone's not my mom right and yeah not even everyone i know is like yeah, that the yeah. people that i'm friends aren't even all like oh, yeah, that yeah, so yeah. um yeah that's definitely it's one of the barriers but mm-hmm. it's and it's uncomfortable but if you really want to do the things you want to do you have to just be like well i don't care whatever mm-hmm. you can tell me that i'm doing a bad job you can be negative towards me you can it doesn't really matter and it may affect me but as long as i keep moving forward that's going to get like that feeling is going to get less yeah. and less I think um, when I started my podcast, um, one of the things that I was really terrified of was negative reviews. I was really terrified of that until I got several. And then I was like, 
at first it really hurt. Like it, it very much hurt because, and I think that like I'm a writer. And so to me, it's almost worse when someone leaves a negative review of the podcast. Cause that's just my personality. Like, oh well, yeah, like my, my writing, it's a story. It's my, it's the way I string words together. It's all of that. It's external from me, but the podcast is like my voice, me telling a story, like, my personality and if they don't like that 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 hurts a lot more yeah, than criticism directly at you yes that is you personal are. yeah and so when i got those first negative reviews i mean i was um have you ever watched fraser no okay so there's this episode when he does a focus group and there's there are 12 people in the focus group everyone loves his show all almost everyone there's only one person in the fo- focus group who says i just don't like him and Frazier becomes so obsessed with it that he hunts that guy down at that guy's job and goes and asks him, why don't you like me? <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, It right? is crazy. But I, like, when I got those negative reviews, I got into that mindset. Like, I was like, I need to reach out to these people. I need to make it right. I need them to know that I'm great. Like, yeah, it was like, I was like, I need them to like what I'm doing. And I think that it's... um I think it's easy to get into that place yeah like to especially when you're creating something like i think the negativity that you face as feedback is like one animal and then the negativity that you face from your peers is a whole different thing hey stop so, hitting these i'm the sorry mics, I'm, okay? so, I'm, I'm sorry all right I'm there's sorry. nobody there but that's I'm, I'm sorry you don't get to just do whatever you want with that mic i'm so sorry everyone i'm for... so sorry <laughs> <laughs> wait actually i don't even think that registered <laughs> on there so jay just wanted to be mean to me yeah she just smacked the mic I with did. her hand i did it's a lot of negative energy just, in here gesticulating wildly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like um i was thinking or i was talking about it recently I'm like just the negativity we have towards ourselves and like why we don't start anything yes. because That's definitely something that we need to talk about is the negative self-talk yeah like well i can't start now because this isn't right or like i'm not ready over here or i just like i'm not gonna do a very good job i'm gonna or, wait until dot, dot, dot. yeah people are gonna like it or i have to figure this out first i'm like i have to be good at it oh yeah you're not gonna be sorry <laughs> yeah anything you try for the first time you're not gonna be good at no, that's okay I, I went and talked to a film class and that was like one of the big ones i said because mm-hmm. i i think i i criticized the film it was like constructive criticism the <laughs> film they made in class yeah like i was just talking about it, it wasn't even like that mean mm-hmm. and i think they there was cry? no but there was one person that was like sort of negative and just like so i guess you're just saying i should like give up and i'm like okay i'm trying to tell you yeah how it can be better yeah and when i was when I started doing this, I was awful mm-hmm. and you should be ready for that yeah, and not be affected by it. Mm-hmm. You're going to start and you're going to be really bad at it. And you should just like accept that. Yeah. There are people that I know who are in the writing community that I'm part of that like I know just from based on interactions with them that I've had that when they get their first one star review, it's going to be like meltdown time. Like, I just know that just based on what I know about how they have received criticism from me. Yeah. And that's like, you know, constructive, friendly criticism. Yeah. When you get some internet people. Wait till you get someone who spent their money on this and doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wasted my money. Yeah. For this writing. This <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> yeah. Those Amazon reviews can be brutal. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like people on the internet can be brutal. Oh, yeah. I've never understood that. Yeah. People on the internet are mean. People think that they're invisible when they're on the, they're yes. on the inter- yeah. internet. Yeah. You're not. Mm-hmm. And I think that things like Twitter make it almost like it, it encourages that. Like it encourages that little like snippy commentary. You know, because yeah. it's, it's only so many characters. And like, if you can say something that's mean enough and funny enough, like people will like it. And it kind of encourages this, like, like if you say something nice on Twitter, no one's going to retweet it. Like, oh, yeah, great. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You really made my day. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a sad world. It is a sad world. It's an angry world. That's why I don't do Twitter. Really? Like, I think that people are mean on Twitter. People are mean everywhere, though. People are mean on YouTube, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're so mean. YouTube comments are crazy. They are so mean. They're vicious. I'm like, I, and I, like, I have a YouTube channel now. Mm -hmm. I put all these episodes on there and I'm going to start making videos for it. Have you gotten any mean comments? No, because like nobody's really watching them yet because they're not, I haven't recorded episodes. Okay. Like video yet. So no, like, I think just straight audio doesn't do well on YouTube. I think we should do an episode at some point when you get like some negative comments. Just read and, them like, out loud. We can read those and we can read the really nasty reviews of Irioki. Oh, yes. Like we can do that. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Negative comments are fun. It's like mean tweets. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mean tweets, like uh, reading mean tweets about yourself. That one's good. Though. It kind of takes a little bit of the sting out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because some of them are so ridiculous. You're oh, like, yeah. You know, these, I know these things aren't true. Right. It's just so mean. And like, saying it out loud makes it even more ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like um, how we were talking about like the generalized other and how a lot of times those are people that you you take the criticism that they're like giving you in your head, but they're not people that you would even take advice from if they were sitting right here saying, this is what you should do with your podcast, Jay. This is how you should be successful. Yeah. Like you wouldn't ever be like, oh, that's a good and valid idea. The people that I would take advice from are actually really nice to exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're they're positive. Like they're positive influences on your creativity and on your life. Yeah. Yeah. And or they are being successful in a way that you want to be successful, so you look up to them. And generally and we were saying like before we started recording that generally like you can't really think of a famous person that's always tweeting how awful their life yeah, is. Yeah, or like, a really successful person. Really successful person, yeah. Yeah. Because fame doesn't always equal, like, success, but... No. Well, it depends um, on what... What you're famous for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So, like, really successful people, like, you don't see them tweeting, like, life sucks, like... And and this is how I got here was by thinking that... They're busy doing. Exactly. Like what we were talking about before, I think it's... um, You have to be excited about the idea of failing. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. Yeah. Just be ready for it and be like, oh, "Oh, that sucked. Now let's do it again. Yeah. Let me see how I can fail differently. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe next time it'll work. Yeah. And I think that also part of that is always having a growth mindset. Like always having that mindset that like you can learn from this and how can I grow from this? And like that sounds so corny and like so like I know that there are people who will be like, oh, that's that's like personal development crap. Yeah. Those negative people. Yeah. Those negative people. Yeah, exactly. That's the every but that's the everyone in my head that's yeah. telling me like, oh, that's stupid. And it's two people that I could name right now, but I won't. Like, um, and I you know, and I hear that even even today, like even with the stuff that I have had success with, those voices are still there. Like it's it's Which very crazy. it's very even though you can reinforce that success, you can like see evidence of it, 
and you can still hear those people. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like we can say we don't care, but of course we care. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. We should not. We shouldn't. But we do. Yeah. And I don't know. No, I no, I get it. It's um that's a weird thing too like people want to tear you down and I'm like guilty of it too, which I hate. Mm-hmm. But the thing is there's an audience for everyone. Yeah. So like you might hate what I do. Right. For one reason or another. Yeah. But there could be like there could be a million people who are like well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. And there could be the rest of the world is like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, that's but that's the reality fine. of it too, because there are there. That's why I say there's an audience for everyone. I really believe that. I believe I that I think too. if you like at least, okay, what you do, mm-hmm. have some knowledge about what and you, you do. you love what yeah, you're, you're doing. You're passionate about it. And people can tell there's going to be an audience for that. Yes. And it's just about finding them. Oh yeah. I completely agree with that because like in the writing community or the writing world now, it has changed so drastically in the last 10 years because of self-publishing. And I think that self-publishing has actually made it easier to find your audience because you're not confined to just the bookstore and the people who come in the bookstore. Like it's very, I don't know, it's changed it so much. And I think there is an audience for everyone. If you're passionate about what you do, if you're slightly good at it, like there will be people who like what you do. As long as you keep doing it. Yes, you have to keep doing it. You can't just put one thing out there and be sad that nobody gave you feedback. I am all about consistency now more than I've ever been. Same. And I believe in quality, mm-hmm. but I almost believe in quantity more. I think it is more important, like, for example, a podcast. It is more important to keep your Friday appointment with your audience than it is to make sure every episode is perfect. Because it won't be. It won't be. None of them will be perfect. What I've decided, maybe even fairly recently, is that you you can still have those things, but you got to pick which ones those are. Mm-hmm. My podcast episodes, these, I've decided, I decided from the very beginning, I was not going to let that, like the feeling of it not being perfect, keep me from putting it out. Mm-hmm. But I can still have those other projects where I'm like, it has to be perfect. Right, right, right. I think I need that in some mm-hmm. way. Cause you don't want to feel like everything you're doing is mediocre. Or it's right. not what it should have been, but nobody's got time to, to wait until it's perfect to put it out. No, I completely agree. Cause I used to feel that way about my writing. Like I wanted it to be perfect. And like, I've changed my mindset to where, and some people will think this sounds bad, I think, but like good enough is good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like good enough is good enough. Like nothing will ever be perfect. Like just do your best. That's so true. Yeah. I used to like, I had just anxiety and I was at the point of tears, just, Mm -hmm. just exporting videos, making notes on those, Mm -hmm. fixing those, re-exporting it, making notes, re-exporting it, knowing that it was never going to be good enough for me to be finished with it. But I just could not let it go. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. And that was me with my first novel. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more times you you read it too, the more problems you find with it. And And that never stops. And I think the more you read it or the more you look at it, the less you are able to even see it. If that makes sense. Oh, yes, yes, Like you can't see it for what it is like as a whole anymore. You can't zoom out anymore. Right. You're just like zeroed in on why can I not do this one thing correct? Like, why can I not do this good enough for myself? Yeah. And you see it everywhere. And like that yeah. one word, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should use, I used that, that too much. Word. Yeah. 
I should go back. I should rewrite the whole thing, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. I rewrote my first novel three times. Three times. That's 80,000 words. Three times of writing a completely new version of the same story. And that's enough to make you crazy. Yeah, but it's probably good that you had that experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a very good experience because um, when I wrote my first novel, it took me six months to write it. When I wrote my second novel, it took me three months. When I wrote my third novel, it took me one month. And this novel that I'm finishing this week has taken me a week. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's very very important to have those learning experiences. Like, And that's part of the growth mindset. Like, I could, I could have looked at that first novel and been like, I'm never going to get this right. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to do this well enough to make a living at it. And if I had given up then, I wouldn't get to the point where I could write a 60, 70,000 word novel in a week. Yeah. You know? And if you hadn't kept going, no, you wouldn't have been able right. to. Right. That never would have happened. Yeah. And so I think it's like, I don't know. I think we get so hung up on the idea of perfection. I've heard someone talk about that a lot recently. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard too because I think we're creatives. I the person mm-hmm. I'm thinking of who talks about that a lot is more of an entrepreneur and yeah. is overseeing creatives, mm-hmm. but also probably has a, a different perspective and maybe a better perspective of like what's more important in the industry, mm-hmm. which is quantity. Mm-hmm. It's not quality. Yeah. Um. So, but maybe that's our value that we're somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that like with uh, with self-publishing, it is definitely a quantity game. Because like if you can be consistent, it's kind of like putting out a podcast. If you can be consistent and put stuff out like every other month or every couple months, um, you have a greater chance of finding your audience. Yeah. And if people, and I think that there's a big thing about the consistency. Like if people think they can count on you, I think that that keeps them coming back. Oh, yeah. that So... I've heard that even, I mean, a long time ago with like YouTube, Mm -hmm. how important that was. If you're going to have a YouTube channel to be consistent. And if you say you're going to put a video out on Mondays at 7 PM, then you put a video out. Yeah. Don't skip it. Mm -hmm. People are waiting. Yeah. And I've seen that. There's people I followed and if there's not a video, I'm like, why is there not a video? Yep. And I'm not thinking about what's happened in their personal life or like what they're sad about. I'm like, you said you were going to put out a video. Right. Exactly. Give me a video. Yeah, exactly. And like, and you also, you, like you were saying, like, I don't care if you're sad. Like, (laughs) it's also like those people who are waiting to consume that or like, you know, whatever they, the thing that you're creating might be something that distracts them from whatever is making them sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a very good and valuable thing to add to the world like more things that help people not think about why they're sad. <laughs> like it's true. Yeah. Cause that's what impractical jokers was for me when oh, I was at like yeah, the lowest them. point in my life. Cause they also seem like very positive people and they probably are. They, when I met them, they seemed that way. Yeah. So they have to be at some level to, to keep doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and still have fun with it. Even yeah. though they have like the kind of attention that they do. Yeah. I'm sure that's difficult. Oh yeah. It's, I'm sure when it started, it was just like real, it was really fun. It really exciting. Probably the most yeah. fun it ever was. Cause yep. it was like four friends just hanging out, mm. doing these things. Yeah. And nobody knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably the most exciting time. Yeah. So like stay, I, and that, that was something that you were saying earlier was like, people don't realize how hard it is to stay positive. Yeah. Especially when you're surrounded by negativity. I think it's way more work to keep a positive mindset and that be authentic 
than it is to just give in and say like, okay, well, screw it. Like, you know, the world is crap. Yeah. The world's terrible. Yeah. No, it takes work. And I think there are people who are naturally more positive than others. Mm -hmm. I've always believed that like with happiness, I think there's, everyone has like a base level. Mm -hmm. Some people are just really happy naturally. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to work as hard to be happy. Yeah. I think that's true. Am I going to be mad at them? Well, well, that's a waste of my time. Yeah. Or, Or, I mean... I think I've always thought my base level of happiness was a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I just didn't feel that happy, mm-hmm. but I had to work to build that up. Yeah. And that's just the reality. And one thing I wanted to address about the negativity thing is I think that there's a misconception that being positive means that you're not aware of the bad things oh, yeah. or that you ignore them. And it's not that you're ignoring them. And it's not that you're saying that there is not bad out there. It's how you're choosing to look at life. Yes. Because like I could look at some very negative things in my life. And if I focused on those, I would not be, I don't think I would be able to continue doing the stuff that I'm doing right now. Like if I just zeroed in on everything that was wrong with my life and that was my like tunnel vision. Yeah. It would stop you from doing anything. Yeah. I mean like everything, like relationships and like all that stuff. Um, But I think that, I think that a lot of it is, this is something that I worked on with my therapist when I was like at my lowest, my whole thing was I'm going to fake it till I make it. Like I am going to keep telling myself that this or that is good about me or like I love this about myself, even though I don't believe it. Like I just kept, I just kept on and kept on and kept on even when I didn't believe it. And one of the things she said to me was, um, she said, you kept trying even when you didn't have hope. And I think that's a huge deal. And I think that that is like, and I know that that's hard for everyone. Like that's not, that's not something that's super easy. And I don't think it's something that, um, you know, I looking back on it now, like, I don't know if I could do it again. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know if I knew everything that I do now, if I could like go through all of that again, like it's, it's really hard. Like it's complex. You could. I could. I could. Yeah. I believe you would. Yeah. I, pro- I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. I could Don't do- be negative right okay, now. Okay. No, no, no. I, w- I would definitely go through it all again and then some. I think it's just about having a, like more of a solution mindset. Yes. Yeah. I mean, geez, bad things happen every day. Even, oh, yeah. Even little things. Horrible things happen. And if you're if you just stop and think about how that affects you and like why it's ruining your day or how it's stopping Mm -hmm. you from doing this or that then it will it'll stop you from doing the things you want to do but if you think about how can i overcome this problem to get to this next thing and Mm -hmm. then get from that to the next thing then you're you're making progress yeah to me happiness and joy to some extent is in progress Mm -hmm. One of the most powerful things I ever heard, because a lot of my negativity and bitterness that I had came from things that had happened in my past. And I had a really hard time with like forgiveness. And one of the things I was really grateful for was that my therapist never told me I had to forgive for some of the things that had happened to me. And I was really grateful for that because I feel like when people are like, oh, you should just forgive them. Like it's kind of a glib response to something that has happened to someone. And one of the most powerful things I ever heard that really helped me to get to a more positive place was that um, forgiveness is not saying that what happened is okay. It's accepting that 
things could not have been any other way. Yeah. And I love that so much. Me too. I love that so much because like, there are some things I think are unforgivable and you don't have to forgive everyone for like things that they've done to you or like, no. I mean like if they took your lunch money when you were seven, like, yeah, like probably. No, and even like, if you don't want to forgive them now, it doesn't mean you won't 20 years from now. But exactly. You don't, you don't have, they don't to, have right to right now. right this minute. It doesn't like, have yeah. to prevent you from like moving on with your life. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's so powerful, that idea of just accepting that that's how it went and it can't be any other way now. Like that was huge for me. But that was like one of the things I was reading about too. Like, um, in that article, yeah, that one or another one just about accepting like people. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my biggest problems in the past is just, just replaying events over and over and over and over again, wishing they were different, Mm -hmm. imagining them to be different. Yep. And it's like, it doesn't matter how many times you think about that thing that went wrong. It's still, it happened the way it happened and that's it. Mm -hmm. You can't change it. And just ruminating over things that you have no control of and you can't change is such a waste of time it's a one-way ticket to misery yeah yeah like yeah it sucks i'm sorry that that happened and i'm not telling people they shouldn't like deal with it it's or not discounting grieve it. over yeah. it i mean yes there are terrible things that happen but you cannot stay in that state of mind forever mm-hmm. once you start wishing things were different then you're you're going you're going the wrong way yeah oh yeah and i've totally been there like totally yeah and And so have i i mean it's like it's easy to do did you ever deal with like in everything that you've dealt with in your life did you ever have a period where you were very angry yeah Mm -hmm. at everybody yeah yeah at everybody but maybe that's just maybe that was uh just like being a teenager too See, for me, it wasn't when I was a teenager. It was it was later. Only? Were you not angry as a teenager, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but that was more right. of, like, I'm a teenager and I'm angry. Like, it wasn't so much, like, these things have happened to me and I am mad at the world because life did not go the way I thought it was going to. And so that's kind of... I feel like that feeds into that. Um, and it's so... Like, and please do not think that I am preaching by any means and saying like, you need to like do this, blah, 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 and like accept it and move on, whatever. It took me 10 years to get to that point. I, my life was on hold for 10 years trying to get to that point. So, I mean, I know how hard it is. Yeah. Well, cause it all comes from something. I mean, if you're just naturally positive, then maybe. You need to bottle that up and sell it then. Well, yeah. But also maybe like up to that point, like your life has been Mm -hmm. good i don't but i don't i don't want to look at people like yeah i think you know i mentioned before that i always say if that's fine if somebody's had a really good life you don't need to be angry at them because chances are their life's going to get really bad at some point right yeah those are the odds yeah like a lot of people are going to die or they're going to like lose a job i don't Mm -hmm. know that but so it doesn't really matter if they've had a good life up to that point yeah um but if somebody's really positive maybe maybe that is (laughs) maybe that's why yeah yeah i mean in that i i think it can be either way i think it can be like someone's really positive because they have a um narrow view of like the bad things in the world like maybe they haven't been exposed to as many bad things as other people because i've met people our age who have still not lost their grandparents see i've only lost one okay but i'll lose two soon yeah Oh, you know what? No, that's like, she'll never listen to see though. My grandma's basically disowned us. Really? Grandma on my mom's side. Really? 
yeah it's a crazy a longer story than we have time for but yeah, yeah she uh she lived in seattle mm-hmm. there's this whole thing with like uh, it's a it's a long story but now they live in arizona yeah. and like change your phone number and my like it's my mom's mom and, oh my god yeah it's crazy yeah. so I, in a way i've lost like both of those grandpas now because i probably won't ever see him again i can relate to that because when my grandpa got married the woman he married did everything in her power to separate him from us and wow. and he lived next door to us that's insane and we barely saw him it's insane it was insane yeah so it was like losing him twice like so i can definitely yeah yeah my grandma's one of the probably the most negative people i've mm-hmm. ever encountered yeah anywhere that's ever. how this woman was that he was married to just always angry about something she was just i think she was very um i say was i think she's still alive but um she I don't know if it was like she was so angry it was just like she had a very judgmental way of looking at the world yeah like very much like you're not doing it right and i feel like that comes from a place of anger and negativity like you know that judgmental attitude because if you're busy judging other people you are not happy no worry about yourself yeah there's a lot of different ways to live a life it's like l wood said happy people do not kill their husbands <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they love murder. Maybe they do. Yeah. And that's a totally different topic. Just follow your happiness, you know? Follow whatever. your bliss. <laughs> yeah. It's like whatever makes you happy. If it leads you to the knife block, then oh, so be God. it. <laughs> if there are any uh, murderers out there listening, you didn't hear this from me. You didn't get permission yeah. from me. No, we're not condoning violence. No. I mean, if it makes you happy, th- well, yeah. no, I can't condone Although it. I may have condoned violence in a text message earlier. Why would you say? Oh, I was mad about something and I told, I I was telling someone that it would be okay if her boyfriend acted out about it. Oh, that was a timer. Oh no. Keep talking. Oh, well basically like it has to do with what I was telling you that I was frustrated with earlier. Yeah. And I'll explain it more off mic because it's very funny, but I can't like actually identify the people that are involved in the story. Oh no, how boring. Yeah, I know how boring. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was really funny. And, but my text message said, I guess I'm condoning violence between adults now. I guess that's where we're at. Well, I mean, you know, there's a time and a place for it. I agree. I feel like some people deserve it. I, yeah. I feel like sometimes, yeah, you know, like you keep running that mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be taught a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, let me just say, I, and you also, are allowed to be negative. Mm-hmm it's gonna happen yeah so just because we spent this whole 40 minutes talking about how you should be negative yeah please don't think i will yeah i i am negative oh okay here's a perfect i know we're over time but here's a perfect perfect example when i went on vacation with my family this weekend i was awful like i was so angry driving to fort worth I was so angry because my mom was putting all this pressure on me to like do what she wanted me to do. And like, and I was just like, and also like I was like PMSing and I was just like so angry at the whole world. And then when I got there and I got my mind right, I had the best time. Like I, and it all had to do with me. It had nothing to do with them. Yeah. It was all me. And so don't let me think, don't like think that I'm not negative. Cause I am sometimes like I was awful on Friday it's just easy to fall into that pattern Mm -hmm. and it has to be an active effort yes i had to actively pull myself out of that like attitude i had to actively say okay look you're here you're gonna have a good time like 
stop. And it'll always be that way, especially if you're not surrounded by other positive people. Oh yeah. 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 Or if like circumstances are not what you want them to be. Yeah. You have to like, like take that. a step back and like yeah. say, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should you calm down? Yeah, exactly. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. This is not the end of the world. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if we figured anything out here, but that was a good conversation. That was a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Okay. So that was 40 minutes. Marnie, do you want to, uh, plug anything here? Um, yes. So I do a podcast called Irioki and I think it's really interesting because when you started this podcast, I was on here and I was talking about how I was going to start a podcast. Uh, Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even have a name for it at that point. And I, if anybody who listens to Irioki, like listens to this, Jay actually recorded the first episode with me and he let me use his equipment and I was so nervous that it was horrible. So that's a perfect example of things not being perfect the first oh, yeah, time. I forgot we did. Like, yeah, we did that. And I was totally like, I was horrible at it. Didn't we re-record it? Yes, we did. That's right. And it ended up being the fifth episode. Yeah. Ah. So yeah. So that's just a perfect example. But anyway, go check out Irioki if you like spooky stuff about Oklahoma or true crime or like ghost stories or um, anything like that. So. It's great. And if you... uh if you recognize Marnie's voice or her face, like come up to her in public and yeah, cause that happened. Hi. That happened somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah, she wants to meet all of you. Yeah, I want to meet none of you. So just don't send any creepy messages. <laughs> or do. Or do. Jay's giving you permission. Do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Marnie. You're welcome. Thank and, you. And uh, come back soon. Of course. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Marnie for coming on the show. I think I just said that at the end of the episode, but I mean, I just feel like it needs to be said several times, you know, like she's so much fun and so generous to keep coming back and talking to me on this podcast because, uh, you know, I'm not paying anybody. So they're giving away their time and uh, I really appreciate it. And Marnie's a lot of fun to talk to and it's a subject negativity. It's a subject that's been on my mind a lot lately. So it was good to just have a conversation about it and uh i'd like to do another one like that soon so you know get at me if you want to come talk about that i would i don't i don't know who's listening but if you want to talk about negativity if you want to talk about positivity we could do that too just uh just talk to me let me know and also if you liked this episode please let me know If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.